All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Haba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, toys. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Well, after all this time, we we've uh, we're we're just days away from the Oscars, guys, and I'm I've almost caught up with everything. But I, I mean, the big the big ends, the big ends. As we will discuss Spotlight today, I did see it, so I think the Big Short is the only best picture now I haven't seen yet. But wow. um, uh, when was the last time that that's happened for you? Seen all of them? Yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened in my life. At the time of the Oscars, I don't know if I really really I don't. Not think. even like five, the one there were five? No, I don't think so. I always like, there was always one that I missed. Yeah. Oh. Good but, for uh, you. yeah, yeah, good for you. <laughs> hey guys, you. how's it going? Uh, <laughs> hello everyone, welcome to the Words Film Cast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff. I'm here as I am every week with my friends, Mitch Haba and Colin Ward. Uh, me, Mitch, and Colin. We get together, we see a movie every week, and we talk about it. Every week we, we do some headlines and stuff first, but uh, I think we're going to skip to it this week because we're going to do, like, uh, after, after we record this, we're going to do like, a, kind of a pre Oscar show that we'll put out there for you guys to listen to. So look out for that as well. Uh, so we'll spend our time doing that instead because there's a lot of Oscar talk, Oscar stuff to talk about before we get to Sunday. Mm-hmm. But. That leaves us with the uh, main attraction today. You, you might want, you might say, the spotlight of our show uh, <laughs> is uh, the uh, the movie Spotlight Sorry. that came out back in November, I think, right? Yeah. Is that true? And, and uh, you guys have seen it uh, numerous times, I think. I know, I know, Mitch has. Did you, uh, did just, you get a chance to see it again, Colin? No. No. So is, is it fresh in your mind at all? Nope. I saw it like November. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna refresh. We're gonna refresh your memory, and everyone <laughs> listening will refresh your memories too. I know, Mitch, you've seen it like eighteen times or something, right? I've More s- times than I've, I've seen Star Wars. I've seen it three times. Oh, so uh-huh. you yeah, close. have not. Close. I don't know how many times. I'm four at Star Wars. Wars. I'm oh, looking wow, to not, see it a fifth time if anyone wants to go. I've only seen Star Wars three times. So. Um, but uh, so Spotlight is this film about uh, the Boston Globe's uh, uncovering of the uh, Catholic Church uh, uh, pedophilia. Uh, Child cover-up? molestation Child scandal, station scandal, and, and uh, it's uh, of course we wouldn't be talking about it if it hasn't. But it's been getting a lot of Oscar buzz and it has a lot of Oscar nominations, um, and uh, it's got a little bit of a Woodward and Bernstein flair to it. And uh, I just saw it this afternoon, so it's very fresh in my mm-hmm. mind. We we like to start off our conversations with a little uh, initial thoughts. So I'll go first because I just saw it, and maybe kind of like can refresh your memory a little bit. Please. Um, <laughs> I'll say that uh, I, I kind of went in this, into the, I mean, knew what it was about, but I went into it with like kind of low expect, not low, but I just didn't know what to really think I was getting into, um, except just knowing that like Mark Ruffalo is up for Best Supporting Actor and uh, Rachel McAdams is up for Best Supporting Actress, and then this is up for Best Picture, but like other than that, I didn't really know like what kind of movie I was getting into. Um, I really, I don't think I'd ever seen a trailer for this movie, um, but I saw it at the main art today, and I loved it. I really, really loved it. This is probably in a top, this is a top 10 movie for me last year. Um, and I, I was surprised to, to say that and, and, and feel as good about it as I, as I did as I got out of it. I think part of that for me is maybe just, you know, uh, it's kind of a, I, we might not know, we might not realize this right now, but it's kind of a dying genre because there just isn't, like investigative journalism isn't what it used to be, so there's few of these stories left to really tell. So I think it's an interesting uh, topic, and I 
just kind of love that. I love journalism. All the President's Men is like one of my favorite movies ever. Um, so I really liked the process of the, the journalism and watching that unfold. And I think the movie did a really good job too of kind of like just showing that, it, I mean, you know, it has a point to make, but it is kind of like, this is just objective. We're just, it's just facts. And like, there's, it, I feel like it's done unintentionally. I think some people could find that boring maybe. I understand that, but I think part of the film's job is to keep the journalistic integrity that the original 2002 Boston Globe piece did too. So I thought it did a great job of that. I thought Mark Ruffalo was incredible. Um, not sure why Rachel McAdams is up for an Academy Award, but we'll get to that later. So those are my initial thoughts. Um, Mitch, you've seen it three times. Yes. What do you, what you, you, might, you like it? Maybe? Oh, well, I've seen it three times and I hate it. No, <laughs> I love it. Um, one of the best movies. I think it's in my top three uh, for this year, I think wow, top, he's going far as to say top yeah. three. No, I, I think it's a really important movie, and um, it's just so well written and acted and directed, and just well crafted um, for being a what is it like two and a half hour? No, two hour fifteen minute procedural. Like it flies by. You're yeah. on the edge of your seat the whole time, and I mean you're excited about like them talking about sourcing, like sourcing their story correctly if you get, get excited about that and, kind of thing. yeah I and getting that, getting I think getting there it, is that like caveat to it i mean i do too i'm like oh yeah yeah i mean it was interesting to me when they're like scenes where they're talking to that expert on it and they're just like there's an expert on this and he says six percent of all in his studies six percent of all priests are child molesters and have been you know moved around and they're just like six percent no way you know that's, that's amazing that's right that's yeah. 90 that would mean 90 priests yeah it was 90 priests and and then they do the research and they find out 87 priests have been, if in boston have been moved around you know and they have then go into trying to uncover if that is true if they were actually you know child molesters and yeah. it's it's a heartbreaking film but it's extremely um moving and um, kind of inspiring in a way in a way i agree inspiring hard work that's what yeah it hard work and yeah. truth justice yeah. colin yeah uh so did we refresh your we, the little tidbits you kind of yeah, refresh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like i said it's been a while since i saw it and uh when i went into it in november i went in with really high expectations because i think it just won toronto oh, yeah, after yeah. i saw it and uh, um just really like that was like the height of its buzz i thought um right back in november december um and then i mean it for me it, it's a it's a good movie uh i liked it um i'd recommend it um to me i never really found its message super passionate and um i mean it's an important story um and it's told at a great pace um, and it's perfectly acted, but I don't know. It's, it's, it just didn't do something for me that would propel it for me into one of like the great movies of the year. I think, yeah. um, I don't know. I didn't, I felt like it was a very, like the definition of a procedural. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's the ultimate procedural. Um, but it never hit the emotional notes for me that it could have um, given the amount of pain that and suffering that some of these characters have. Yeah. 
And I think that I think that goes back to I mean, do you I mean, even disagreeing with it, maybe do you see that that might have been and I don't you know, director, what do you think director intention even matters? But did you you know what I mean? Like it could have been like a this is journalism. Like I take the scene where they they meet the first guy with the box of stuff that he sent to the globe 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and he gives this really passionate um uh, testimony to what happened to him and he leaves the room and I think everyone in the audience was like holy shit that guy was totally right let's get on those priests right away and the first thing that uh, Michael Keaton Michael Keaton's character says is well that guy's obviously got an agenda and I thought that was really I was like oh yeah I was like shit journalism I was yeah. like I, you know and I feel like the movie kind of keeps that steady tone throughout too and I, I, again I can see why it's kind of like it's not sensationalist at all like, yeah. they don't really it's not that theatrical. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously, it's good acting, but I don't know. Well, Did you see that? But I know. I, I definitely get what you're saying. But having known the story and, like, am quite familiar right. with, with like, I, I you, you know, like, this is true. Right. And you know that it's wrong. So, right. like, seeing people debate over whether it is true or not really just frustrated me. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I get why they were doing that. Right. I, this movie could have been really cheesy. That's yeah. It could have been, been. you know, there could have been a line like, "We do this because it's journalism" or some like bullshit. There kind of was, but uh, yeah, but but not, yeah, but not, not like that was actually my least favorite part. Where the part where he goes and cries to Rachel McAdams on the porch, kind of cries, but like that part kind of took me out of it. But you don't think that there was a lot of? I don't think. I mean, it's it could have been like Disney fied, if if that makes any sense. It could have been really stupid and like played to you know way played to wait excuse me played too much on emotion rather than like the facts of the story and i think that it, the fact that it played on the facts and used the facts to then you know get you to have a reaction to them was way more effective than like a character you know in uh, just swelling music because there really isn't like swelling music well that that's like something that i kind of was annoyed with i mean the music is so apparent it's like the same like five to ten bars of piano mm-hmm. that just interlude in between each scene and like it got to a point for me where i was like okay like it was good in the beginning i was like okay this is getting really like stagnant but again i think i guess they're just kind of beaten on this point of like stay the course keep doing it drag mm-hmm. it off don't rush it like that's yeah. kind of like the idea of the whole project that they were working yeah. on i guess like mark ruffalo it did get the music got kind of annoying to me, oh i see i like that i think it fit well but yeah. but mark mark ruffalo's scene you know that they're going to use in the oscar clip right. where, where he yells about like where it happened to kids and stuff that could have easily had a like swelling score behind it and like it would have just ruined it yeah because that happens a lot in movies you get a serious subject and it's turned into like a a really heavy-handed message and this isn't heavy-handed at all this is just like we said it's facts like this is how it went down i mean to an extent obviously there's probably some dramatization but it didn't make it a um it didn't make it an oscar bait drama i feel like it seems like it would be an Oscar bait movie, but it's not for some. Yeah, reason. I guess that's why I like had low expectations because I thought I was like, this is gonna feel like Oscar bait. I, did you feel like it was? I, I mean, I not not as much as some of the other things that have come out this year. Yeah, but I think its marketing campaign made it seem like Oscar bait. Yeah. But I don't think the movie itself. Yeah. I wouldn't consider like it the Oscar Danish bait. girl is Oscar bait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of even got like, this is weird for me too, but I, I felt like I, well, I was blown away by the performances. Like I, I felt like I wasn't watching Mark Ruffalo and mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't watching Michael Keaton. Um, yeah. And you know, I don't, you, you don't, you don't agree. Uh, I, I mean, I think some are, I mean, there are, it's, it's a great ensemble piece. I think some, I like, I responded more to some performances than others. I thought Leif Schreiber was my, he was my favorite. He was great. Stanley Tucci was, really was also really Stanley good. Stanley Tucci was amazing. Yeah. I love Stanley Tucci. I don't know. I f- felt like Mark Ruffalo, like, and I don't know the character he was playing, but I don't know he gave him like that, you know, like a fun, funny, not funny walk, but like, he, yeah, you know, no, he like just, gave yeah. him like some physicality that like seemed very off to every other performance. Well, res- yeah. that's how apparently how Resendez talks and walks. Yeah. I mean, it just felt it's when everyone out, else is like so yeah. like mm-hmm. you know one thing and then it, this is the one performance that's like kind of like a almost caricature yeah. of a person mm-hmm. well I, I was glad that like it wasn't the cinematic Boston accent left and right too well, yeah because like, they're not so all annoying. from Boston like, you know yeah they're, they're not all the characters aren't but also just like that's not really it's not that crazy all the yeah. time you know what I mean it depends what neighborhood you grew yeah. up in, <laughs> in Boston it does depends yeah. what new neighborhood you grew up in so yeah. I don't know um well not to jump around I mean not to jump to just to the end but like in terms of like that sensationalism there's a little bit of it and you know there's a couple scenes that drew my attention the the first is like the silent night you know the sequence where it's christmas and you know they're kind of it's they're like basically from the time from christmas to new year's they're writing the piece mm-hmm. um do you yeah, recall that that? I mean it, did that I don't remember do you remember that so it was, I just it it was <laughs> creepy to me i don't know it was like the <laughs> one part where they kind of broke that that journalistic feel and got into like cinema feel because it's just this montage of them like finishing up all their work and getting the last sources and stuff yeah. and, and the fact that silent night was being sung by a kid's choir was really well a kid's choir in a catholic church yeah it was really creepy and weird and like gave that song a different context than i normally would well, give it that's, um, i don't know that song so, is kind of creepy <laughs> many religious I mean, songs can be it's creepy, supposed but, to be you know innocent and stuff and i think just the showing the kids in the catholic church singing it is like you know it kind of added weight to like what they were actually trying what they're trying to do with their story yeah save these kids i mean i thought um the most movie moment in in the movie was um it was my favorite scene in the movie too the one shot take when um brian darcy james character figures out that one of the houses is like down the street from him and it's just oh, yeah. this yeah, one yeah. take of him one of the going um to, going to that house yeah the uh treatment center yeah yeah I that thought, was intense yeah i thought that was cinematically my favorite mm-hmm. um moment in the movie but also that was i like what that was saying like it really it made this story a lot more personal for him and his mm-hmm. family yeah. and i think that was yeah um one of the moments of you know heart and passion mm-hmm. and like sh- not shocking but like you know some type of anger that mm-hmm. well, <laughs> like that i f- that i feel towards yeah. the story was actually depicted well there's the a screen. lot of moments in this movie that like do a great job of getting you to relate to each individual character and how they um, are affected by the story and how they may have, you know, pushed the story aside in the past because they didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. 
or whatever. Um, you know, you have that with um, that character. Um, Mark Ruffalo's character can't go to church anymore. Yeah. Um, Rachel McAdams' character doesn't go to church anymore with her grandma, and she used to go all the time. She just couldn't do it anymore because I mean, they were all they all grew up Catholic, and but they're not anymore. The the, the scene that got me the most was when uh, her grandma's reading the article. Oh, in that front was of rough. Her. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's like it's just sad in a lot. Of, I mean, it's just that's that's where like I don't know. Just well, people sad were sad on eighty different levels, and it's just like you know, and people don't want to believe certain things. Because yeah, if you've well, they your, just can't believe it because it's so insane. It from the truth, that, yeah, yeah. There was um, that 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 amazing cut I thought edit when um, Mark Ruffalo is talking to the lawyer uh, Mitch um, Stanley Tucci's character in that diner, and they're talking about how it takes an outsider to really bring bring to light some things in a town like corruption in a town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm Armenian. How many Armenians do you know? Blah blah blah. And then he said, "Trust me, like all these all these people know. Like, if it takes a village to raise a child, it certainly takes one to abuse one." Yeah. And it cuts to the um, Boston Catholic Charity Ball or whatever fundraiser with all these like high up Catholic members. That was a powerful moment because yeah, there are so yeah. many because the people knew and they just kind of like, haha, you know, yeah, okay. Maybe one couple, few bad apples, right. as they said, numerous times. So, I just that, that fi- good, I find a lot a of those cut. moments that was a good juxtaposition. Yeah, a lot of those moments were really uh, powerful. powerful. I liked Michael Keaton's character a lot. Me too. What'd you think about Michael Keaton? I liked him. Yeah, I thought he should have been nominated, but it's a strong yeah. category. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He, he was good in it. I mean, everyone's good in it, I think. Yeah. Mm. It's hard to, you know, say... Well, that's not that hard. I said Leah Driver was my favorite. Yeah. But, like, what? it's when you're judging, like, a street, like performance and who should be recognized. Yeah. I, it's hard to pick one over the mm-hmm. other. Like, I like Leah Shriver as my favorite. But would I, like, pick him to, like, be nominated for supporting actor? No. Nah. He, didn't, he almost didn't have enough lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You you mentioned Brian Darcy James, mm-hmm. from, from he's from Michigan. Yeah, we should, uh, shout out to him, uh, like a Broadway star kind of. Who's this is like a huge opportunity for him to be in this movie. So, uh, go get him, Brian. Mm-hmm. I thought he did great, and yeah. we shouldn't be lost in this cast of like famous famous people. Yeah, he's like the least famous one. Yeah. <laughs> which which like <laughs> let's just too. It's like I mean I I want to talk about it. No, I mean, no offense to Rachel McAdams because I don't think I don't think the part was written for this kind of accolade. But I can't believe she's nominated for best actress, supporting, supporting, supporting actress. Yeah, no. it's, it's it's a subtle performance. It's not. Yeah, so I mean, know. what scene are they gonna play? At, you know, I mean. Yeah, like the most emotional or like powerful scene with her in it is she. It's, Stolen by the guy that she's performing it in the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, like, that was <laughs> yeah, that was her best scene. But yeah. it was just him. Yeah. He was yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, no offense. She's obviously a very talented actress. I just didn't think the the, I just didn't think the the role really, you know. No. Well, we've know. seen that supporting actress this year is not, not really that strong of a category. So, 
Yeah, but it's one of those things where like if you're gonna if you should throw that out to her for a nomination, there's then there's then there's like ten other actresses I would have you know Yeah. You definitely. know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot um, more I would have put in there over so, her. Yeah. For sure. I don't I don't know. See on the other on the other side of that is Mark Ruffalo who is nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Well, you keep rolling your eyes. I I don't know. I thought he was great. I thought, I thought he, was he great. and I, and it's one of those things where every time we talk about this category, I see the next role, and I'm like, man, I really don't know. Like, I guess you know, if I had to guess who's gonna win, it's still Sylvester Stallone. But I, I'm just saying, I think all those guys deserve it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel like anyone gets cheated yeah. if anyone wins in this in this category. But agreed. Um, yeah, they're all good. I mean, there wasn't a lead performance in that movie. Everyone had an equal amount yeah. of... In fact, if there was going to be a lead, it would probably be Mark Ruffalo or um, yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, I was Keaton surprised, or I was surprised Keaton, Mark Ruffalo wasn't nominated for... Like, why? I don't know. Well, why, why, why do you think? the studio campaigned them all, every single person, as supporting. Why do you think that is? Just It's like the... None of us are... Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not like the actors made this, yeah. this choice. It was the studio. Right. But it showed that they're all... Like, it's a team effort. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, it, no but one it was. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I know. No but like, obviously, someone like obviously Michael Keaton's the lead in that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the center. <laughs> yeah. Of that he's film. The, the head of spotlight. Um, yeah. And then if not, it's it's Mark Ruffalo who basically you know does you know most of the key points of the work in the movie. I would. Yeah. Say. I mean, he writes it. Right. I mean, he writes <laughs> it, but he also is like instrumental in getting the yeah. the, the files out there publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, how familiar are you guys with uh, director Tom McCarthy? I know he did The Cobbler he, this year. Yes. <laughs> or last year. He did do The Cobbler. Which is surprising. Um, I saw The Visitor a few years ago. Oh, that's ago. a great movie. Yeah. Richard Jenkins. Yep. What so, about The Station Agent? I keep hearing I, that about is an this amazing movie, movie as well. I've never I forgot seen he it. did that. Um, Peter Dinklage's first. Um, Very yes, good. Yes, I yes, highly recommend yeah. it. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, I have not seen any of his films, so this is my first one. I he did direct a movie called Win Win. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen that? No, I've heard sounds of it. Familiar. Yeah. Who's in that? Um, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, Paul Giamatti, and uh, from uh, New Money, David W. Thompson is in Win Win. Oh. Uh, I've seen his scenes, but I haven't seen the movie. So uh, now, now that I've seen Spotlight and enjoyed it, I want to. Uh, no one saw the Cobbler. No, no. No way. I don't have to laugh at that. Like, like I'm above the cobbler or something. <laughs> yeah. um, the other thing is he's got a, he's got like a story credit for Up, huh? Um, which is kind of cool. And obviously he's an actor, so um, right. That's now he didn't get nah. Did he get nominated? Yeah, yes, he, he did. did. Do you yeah. think there's a shot there? No, I don't think there's a shot there. In your to a si- your to a side and Ridley Scott aside, would he be up there? Ridley's not nominated. He's not nominated. You mean George Miller, you mean George Miller. Um, you know, he did a great job. I'm not gonna. I think he did an amazing. I job. mean, for he had an amazing script. He had amazing actors, and he was able to tell this story and direct this story perfectly. Um, so all credit. If you know they could give out three Oscars for for director, him, George Miller, and Ryan Coogler. Right, or right. <laughs> I I would even argue Lenny Abramson did an amazing job for Room. Oh yeah, so. of course. Yeah, especially Direct, directing direct kids. A, directing yeah, kids is no small. Especially feat. directing a seven-year-old. Yeah. The way that seven-year-old pulled off that performance yeah. is incredible. I guess that's why I didn't respond as much to his directing. Is one this movie isn't really my t- 
type of movie. I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I can see that. I mean, I can see why like some people. Yeah, I mean, I I still think it's good. I mean, it came out on DVD today, and I've already bought it. <laughs> but right. I like I yeah. I liked it. I'm gonna have to buy it. But I mean, when I think he has a great script, and I think it will win original screenplay. He has great actors in it. I think, and there was I, nothing was flashy. Nothing was like experimental or different that would to me like what i look for in a director like something Some, different yeah something i feel like out. i feel like a lot of directors with that are competent could direct something like this and give me a product pretty similar to this based on the screenplay and, and the, the actors and the actors yeah i mean i probably wouldn't disagree um <clears throat> you know it's hard to i mean it's hard to say it's like yeah, it's hard to say with those good of actors, right? Like how you know how much is he directing? But mm-hmm. I guess I also wouldn't assume that he's not. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, but no, I see what you're saying. I mean, I think part of me and I didn't. So you guys saw the Big Short, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because it's kind of a, isn't it? It's a similar like in, like investigative it's not a comedy. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying like it's, it's like they're unraveling yeah bad it, people doing bad things kind of sort right. of yeah. movie. I mean. Is it in terms of Adam McKay's directing? I mean, what did you guys? Oh, it's so different. I is, is I mean, that... I love The Big Short, and yeah. I mean Adam McKay. I think I'm so happy he's in that director category, and he's he's my number. Th- I mean, I would love for him to win. I yeah. mean, I want George Miller to win. If I was voting, it would be George Miller one, Adam McKay two. I mean, I think Adam McKay still has. He doesn't really have a shot, but he he's number three, I think, in that list of possible winners so without i mean i don't think it'll spoil anything for me or the i mean maybe if you think it'll spoil listeners for big short let me know but like i'm just curious like what was his like what stood out for you in his directing style and that sort of you know because that's an ensemble cast yes, talking kind of movie definitely. you know but there's also uses of you know flashbacks flash forwards racking focus you know archival footage yeah stop like freeze frames voiceovers all this chaotic stuff that is like so apparent and so noticeable, but yet at the same time, amid all that, the big shorts focus is so on point and so knows exactly what it's saying. Mm -hmm. And all this crazy in like not distracting, but like a lot of camera work. Yeah. But like more, more, more such like a camera focus of a story in such an indictment yeah. on a certain type of person through the, the, camera the direction is dialogue. the direction is more important um because right. i mean we're we're like the most important character in the big short if that makes sense yeah um it breaks the fourth wall like five times mm-hmm. to like okay. tell us stuff um so the whole point is to make us understand so it uses like clever clever movements and clever editing to do that yeah right. they're, they're different they're different movies all yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just yeah. trying to get to the just see what colin's preferences are basically right i mean you in terms of the directing style yeah 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 i i responded much more to the big short than i did spotlight yeah the big short's almost like a satire in a sense yeah it's comedic and points at the absurdity of it all whereas spotlight is like this is it this is what happened and here's what they did cool listen like i knew i knew the story well before going into it and i mean 
no one needs to convince me like how how <laughs> shady and dirty religion is. Like right. no one needs to convince me that. But yeah. um, preaching to the choir. But, yeah. But at the same time, I don't think this movie disparaged religion at all. I think that was my problem with it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. No. I, I can see people being like it's, it, it was too. It's there's. I mean, I I also never felt like there was an you know, any real repercussion to all these priests and maybe the, the fact that there really wasn't, there really wasn't. yeah right. there wasn't <laughs> but there also wasn't any real repercussion at, in wall street well exactly but the big short is also very critical Crit- yeah. of them in yeah. like the last you know 15 minutes of that movie it's yeah that screenplay really hammers home how disgusting all those people are yeah well i think that's that's the both of these films are imp- extremely important in the sense that they both are trying to bring light to something that a lot of people probably didn't know the, of. Like, yeah, you know, oh, the priests molesting kids. Like, that's what they do. But did you know that there were 90 of them in Boston alone? And did you know that they were all doing this all over the world? Well, I, I would say, I think maybe agreeing in a different way with Colin that I don't know if the movie is about that, really. I think the movie really is more about... Like it is, and it does hammer those points to me. And there was time, there was like moments in the film where I was like really uncomfortable and disgusted and like shocked a couple times, I guess, especially by the numbers. I mean, they list the cities at the end of the movie. Yeah, that, that was what really shocked me, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I cried. But at, I, I cried at the end. But <laughs> like, I, I do, I do think that it is more about just journalism than it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Like, and I think it's kind of like an, it's like I think it's like a final ode. The, I I don't know if I just I you know I, I said this earlier in the show but I don't know if we'll ever see a movie that tells a story like this after 2002 because I just don't think that this sort of work happens like this anymore and I think it's I mean just on the sheer fact that newspapers are getting smaller I mean they don't have teams dedicated to this stuff like they, they mm-hmm. did back then like they did with Woodward and Bernstein I mean you could do a, a Kwame movie for sure I'm, whoever someone should write that but I and there's I'm sure there's other things but like um yeah I don't know I just think that and that's why but to me like I was so interested in that and not to not to discredit the seriousness of the situation but I I think it is more about like they know that it's bad they know it's happening how do we prove it legally basically and like use the press for good and I think that was kind of the point I don't know mm-hmm. but again I could see where maybe they didn't do enough to be like because but again it's like you, do you have to convince anyone exactly. you know what I mean? yeah, yeah they don't, don't have know. to convince anyone um but but there and i do think again there were things in there that like shocked me i don't i don't I, you know i've heard of these stories but and i've you know i've read things like this before but to hear actors portraying themselves as real um, Vi- victims, victims yeah. is really just powerful and, and yeah. you know the the part where Rachel McAdams is like i think language is really important here to say molest and then to actually describe what happened are two different things mm-hmm. and it'll shock people in, in, in a yeah. more stronger way. Yeah. No, that, yeah, exactly. I think... Um, and it did do... So it did do that for me, I guess. Yeah, and it brought like a real disgusting, awful aspect to it. Like These are evil men. Right. Praying... Like, the, this the whole point is like they're praying on children and the, the, the story... It's systematic. It's yeah, it's like, systematic. Like, they, they just let it happen. Like and these... Yeah. The story of you know it's like when you're when you are a poor kid living in a neighborhood god and religion is super important so like when a priest tells you to do stuff 
you think you're being told by God. So it's like scary. It's evil, evil manipulation and abuse. It's yeah. That's why. What did he say? He's like, why do we call ourselves survivors? Because you know, most of us kill ourselves. Like <laughs> I couldn't imagine yeah. like having your faith completely taken from you. And I and taking your point, which I agree with, and taking Kale's point, which I agree with, about it being more about journalism, but it also has like you you like moments. You you have, well, yeah moments, but it, it's like that is like the reality of the situation. Like they are like being like preyed upon, and it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And where you say the film is more about journalism, it kind of throws for me. I got this like throwing aside how how like awful these priests were yeah yeah it's like yeah they molested kids but do you know what that means like, and here here's some, here's <laughs> some right. stories like, like, here, they, varied, they, they molested kids but like it. let's figure out how we got our sources right <laughs> like, they, they touch it's like it. oh well i kind of want to hear like about the kids right <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean I, see that. Like, I mean it's still like i said it's a really really good movie i mean it's it's crafted very well and it's the pace is incredible it, it like didn't fight it yeah. fires right along it didn't um, feel yeah. like a two hour and 20 minutes yeah it yeah. flies yeah i just for me there's just little yeah. things like that that would hold it off of being a, a top 10 movie of the year for me yeah no i i, I can i can see that I, I mean i do think it's one of the more important american movies in the past you know few years one of the most important of this decade i mm-hmm. think so yeah. far Speaking of which, it's it's it is fascinating because both of those both of these movies really uh, I I've, again, I haven't seen the Big Short but they're they're period pieces when like we were in middle school mm-hmm. or early high school or whatever you know isn't that is that do you guys find that fascinating at all do you does it make you feel old do you feel like does it even does it even feel different to you guys I mean this movie draws attention to it a couple ways right they've got this big AOL billboard that was almost a joke uh-huh. like I I feel like it was so obvious that they're like remember AOL (laughs) and then there's you know there's a few other things like there's there's 9-11 there's cell phones that are like uh, flip phones and stuff like that but other than that I mean does it do you guys does that tug on your strings at all ever on these kind of things I mean do you have nostalgia feelings it's a little too young I mean I I don't remember the exact moment like when that released it was the January after September 11th. Yeah, I for sure don't remember. And I and I think that that played a major part in like it not being such a national story. Right. I mean, it was to adults and stuff, but like, not it was nine eleven was on my mind when I was that young. Like that right. was scary as hell for months afterwards. Right. So I I like the way they dealt with that actually. I, I did too. The nine eleven part, like they had to stop working on on the story so yeah. that they could cover nine eleven. Um, so it, it's just interesting. I wasn't. Too, ever, no, yeah. I wasn't like pulled back to a time because I think a lot of the problems and issues addressed in Spotlight and as well as the Big Short are still relevant. Yeah, yeah, They're still as important today as you know, mm-hmm. the ten, fifteen years ago when it when it happened. Yeah. I mean, well, I think, and I think a, a good point about the September 11th part of this movie is like. For them to be like, it's kind of the shitty part of journalism, which is like, there's a there's a hierarchy of importance, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it, part of the point there was to be like, 
it's still important. Like, it doesn't matter what's going on in the yeah. world. Like, yeah. we'll it get still to happened. it. Yeah, we'll get to it. But I think it's just also being like, look, like, I think that they're, the filmmakers are like, I know it's 2016 now, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, like, nothing's really resolved. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. no one's really, like, it's not, no yeah. one's paid for Cardinal, from. Cardinal Law was just moved to, like, a higher position right. in the Vatican. Yeah, right. That was, no like, punishment. Really creepy they should have arrested him, yeah. like, it's immediately. Crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Um, <laughs> the Vatican's still a thing. That's, yeah, that's funny too. <laughs> uh, that's not going away. So. <laughs> it's not going away. <sighs> Just these um, people live in, and work in this surrounded by millions and millions of dollars and so much. It's yet it's they're like a religion about billions. Like helping be the, billions, <laughs> helping the poor people and feeding people, but they're like just surrounded by. Those priceless bu- Those buildings were that, built a long ago. <laughs> yeah, but you know they could probably sell like one of those statues. For, <laughs> sell like, a section of the wall of for <laughs> for like a few million dollars and like feed like a country for like a few years. Right. Mm, that would that'd be too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. You're asking for way too much. Colin. I know. I know. Careful. <laughs> um, let's wrap up here with uh, before we like I guess you know recommendations or whatever, but um. You know, uh, is this going to win Best Picture, or are we set on the Revenant as a as a collective group here? It's between those two. Because I I really can see this winning Best Picture. I think I can see it too. Like now that now having seen it, I really think and having seen the Revenant, I actually. I mean, do you throw in the political part of this kind of you know the stuff that we're talking about? I mean, people the Academy loves to kind of push some of that stuff sometimes, right? Maybe. Yeah, no. That helps, of course. Doesn't it? Like, as, a, as opposed to The Revenant, which is, like, really at its core, like a mindless revenge story. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love I mean, if you, if, you had to, if you had to bet on it, what movie's winning Best Picture? Uh, Based on having seen Spotlight and Revenant. And The Revenant is going to win. Okay. Yeah, if I had to bet on it, yeah. The Revenant. Okay. But I want Spotlight to win. Out, of those, out of those two, I would prefer yeah. Spotlight mm-hmm. to win. Oh, well, I'd prefer Mad Max to win. Of course. <laughs> just because right, right, they're right. crazy yeah. and yeah. awesome. Well, we'll get to that on our uh, <laughs> yeah. little Oscar talk soon in a second here. All right, do you guys uh, thumbs up Spotlight? Of course. You already bought it. You've yeah, seen it three yeah. times. I mean, yeah. like, I was I was kind of harsh on but it. But not here. top ten. No, it's not top ten. It's top, top three. three for me. I think it's I think it's top ten. Probably like seven, maybe six, top six. I don't know. I got to figure that out. But Cool. Um, all right. Well, we end every show. We have we have a little time for this um, with uh, some video on demand recommendations. Actually, I want to also say uh, a little shout out to Michael Biederman, who's the executive producer on Spotlight and little uh, Michigan and Kale connection. He was the unit production manager on my first movie, Youth and Revolt. So cool. uh, I guess I'm kind of cheering for Spotlight because of that. So uh, <laughs> cool. Don't know if he would ever remember who I am. I was a quiet little Very intern back then, ago, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, Were you he, old enough to work? Uh, I, 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 I was 17, so I guess not. But, um, somehow I did. Somehow he let me, and uh, I am forever in, indebted to him and everyone in that office. So, Anyways, now let's get to recommendations. Um, what are you guys watching video on demand this week? I've been re-watching The West Wing. Oh, cool. I love The West Wing. Um, Didn't? Keep going. Yeah, it's... um. It's just a great TV show. I mean, it's, and it's, what's crazy is I'm, I watched seasons one through four and then I stopped, <clears throat> I stopped at season five because that's when Sorkin left. And so I never watched five, six or seven. So I'm starting 
back at one and I'm going to watch them all. But it's just crazy. Some of the topics that are addressed in the West Wing's like fictional like idea of the world are like super relevant today. It's oh, yeah. like crazy. Like this whole thing. They just watched an episode that has to do with appointing a Supreme Court judge. Right. And it's like so relevant right now. In yeah. like the one guy's like the next few. And this was back in this show is season one is 2000. He's like, you know, the next big issue is going to be privacy. And I'm like, that's like, these are literally the two headlines like, in the world right now. <laughs> that's good. So, I never watched The West Wing. Oh, it's I, so good. It's so Sorkin-y. It's yeah. so sorkin and it's so great. Well, I, I thought this. I was right. Josh Singer, who's the other writer uh, on uh, Spotlight, he was a writer on The West Wing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they're, they're very similar, too. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. You watch The West Wing? No, I got it's been I I want to but I want that to be a show like The Wire where like I can sit through and just watch it all like mm-hmm. I got to take a couple weeks and like do it <laughs> mm-hmm. so I've been I've been vacation like, there is, call, yeah, call yeah. off there's work se- yeah. there's seven seasons like twenty three episodes right, in each season right. and, and that's why I, they're like forty five minute long episodes <laughs> like that's a lot of fucking watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when this podcast gets huge and I can just do nothing but but talk about movies mm-hmm. and get paid for it, then I'll, I'll, I'll get on the West Wing. Um, Mitch? Yeah. Um, Broad City premiered last week, guys. A uh, very funny show, in case you haven't watched it. Season premiered. Yeah, season what's, three. What's season three? Yep. Um, but I just decided to start watching it last night. New show on Netflix from the creator Judd Apatow. Uh, called oh, yeah. love, love. Mm-hmm. it is very good <laughs> very funny very funny um awkward as hell um but it stars paul rust and gillian jacobs and it's very it's great i love it i love it I've seen the ads for it i haven't I haven't watched it but like i didn't even know judd apatow was involved so now yeah he's the creator mm-hmm. of it and when it comes to like shows that i like that are created by judd apatow i think this one is better than girls huh? I think there's just more relatable. Girls is hard to relate to. Well, you're not a girl. Yeah, yeah I'm not a spoiled woman, girl so. in New York. <laughs> Some spoiled, privileged woman in um, New York. Um, That's me. I'll uh, finish this up really quick. Uh, I, I think I recommended this a long time ago, but uh, To Kill a Mockingbird is on Netflix. Harper Lee just passed away. So um, if you've read the book and haven't seen the movie, because I know everyone's read the book at some point in their life. I think life. that was a requirement. Um, it's just, it's an amazing movie. And you talk about movies that are just as good as the book or better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To Kill a mm-hmm. Bird's up there. So that is on Netflix. Watch it. But that's not really my recommendation. What I want to recommend this week, and it came out today, and this is, uh, maybe I'm going against the rules here, but it depends on your point of view. Uh, Telltale Games, The Walking Dead, uh, they have a, a, a shown specific <gasps> episode that's out now. So it's an episodic gaming. Fun. They uh, they do like they come out with episodes when they when they have a season, um, and in it's between about three hours two, of gameplay per episode. Yeah, about. and in, be- in between season two and three, which is right now, uh, they came out with this Michonne spinoff. So uh, that is on Steam and Xbox Live and all that oh. stuff. So uh, season one of the Walking Dead game. Is one of the best things I've ever played or watched in my life. I, They're fun. you will cry. Like it's crazy good storytelling. So, yeah, there's uh, a Game I, of Thrones one. Too. I recommend that. Yeah, I know. I want to get into that. I haven't even watched Ooh. Game of Thrones. Yeah. I want and a Back to the there's Future. A back, one. I haven't played the Back to the Future. And a Jurassic one Park one. 
Yeah, so oh, Telltale Games, they uh, make good stuff, and they definitely thin the line between movie and, and video games. So mm-hmm. uh, I am recommending a video game. Nice. Um, so that does it for us. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a really quick uh, Oscar episode as well. Uh, just kind of previewing our Oscar thoughts as we head into Oscar weekend. Um, until uh, next week when we do another movie and our post Oscar thoughts and our awards show. Oh, are we? Doing Wait, you mean we'll doing that, that through? You mean right now or later? We're gonna tr- maybe tr- we'll see at some point. Um, but to wrap it up, quick, so we can do it, I'm uh, for the Woodward's Filmcast, uh, for Kyle and Mitch, I'm Kale, and we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Happy bye. Oscars! This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production, your Detroit avenue to alternative pop culture talk. <laughs>